nerd. <laughs> oh, hello, me. guys. I'm, you guys. Me, you, I mean, you know. Yeah, they're early. Yeah. I'm not used to this. All right. I know. <laughs> punctual. It's finally, it's good to finally like meet you uh, in person, Richard. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, yeah. I've watched a couple of the episodes. Like I watched the entire Michael Gilbert episode. I think I watched all of uh, JP's episode. It's awesome. I mean, you guys have a just a total professional podcast going on. I mean, just great job. It's fun to watch. Oh, thank you very awesome. much. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're just winging it you know so. we're, always surprised, we're always surprised when the word professional comes up for us like all right right yeah. it's like uh, the bribes are paying off <laughs> yes this is the keeper this is the pre-show keeper yeah. right. um, yeah. now uh hiring am i pronouncing your name correctly is that correct actually it's uh uh joe i have joe. Huron's name on here still for some reason okay oh, <laughs> i mean I can call you whatever you want. You know, people show up with all kinds of names. I'm just happy to call you. Fixed. <laughs> nice. I, I, I don't know if you could see this. Oh, that's great. Poster. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's oh, a, yeah. 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 I got to swing by and get mine next week. So, yeah. 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 Our bribe is paying off. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We had a, we had a guest who um, was supposed to show up today and he blew us off. Didn't show up um i don't know i don't i don't well you know hey i, I guess i can say he, he's from a, a band called uh, non-slaughter oh yeah um yeah so this was his second time um he didn't show up last time he didn't show up today so we're like okay well, well. <laughs> you know hey it's all right man so vic and i was our last show you missed vic's last show dreadbull mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so uh yeah we just talked about comic books for an hour and a half so hey you know <laughs> what happens when you have uh no one show up and you're just gonna talk yeah i mean <clears throat> Comic books is uh is, is is just as easy to talk an hour with as it is horror. So you know, yeah, except precisely, you know. Nope. So and you don't have to deal with any, with any band egos. So <laughs> that's right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. You know, I we haven't had anyone. I mean, we started doing this about eighteen months ago. Um, our very first like big metal, you know, interview was Carl Sanders from Nile, which you know that's that's pretty yeah. apex predator <laughs> stuff, you know, and and we've never had a problem with with anyone coming off as being like arrogant or conceited everyone's been so nice and, and yeah. cool and so amazing it has it really has um even the vocalists you know all exactly. those vocalists. <laughs> very cool <laughs> right right uh yeah exactly it's 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 been really awesome we we're really so happy to uh have taken our little show and and uh just where it's gone has just been beyond our wildest dreams you know That's awesome man it's yeah it's it's been crazy so i'm sorry i'm running around like a retard right here trying to get the lights straight <laughs> anyway get yourself situated uh, yeah we're, you know say he will be here but he'll be late that's fine. Okay. No problem. No problem. He, just, he just pays the tardy fee. So, exactly. you know, exactly. When he shows up, he won't stop talking. So you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you watched the episode with us with JP before? So, I no. <laughs> but I can, uh, I can imagine. No, he was, he was cool. I mean, it, this has been, this has been awesome. You know, um, it, we have some people on our list that we are looking forward to talking to who are, are supposed to be on, um, we, you know, we're working with, uh, Nikki law, um, who, you know, who was a metal blade records and now she's, yep. uh, you know, doing her own stuff, yep. you know, Nikki, and she's been really helpful and great in like 
getting clients for us, uh, you know, getting interviews. Um, and cool, she, yeah, 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 she's going to be on. She's our last interview of the season, actually, this year. Um, we're taking a break after 18 months of like doing this week to week. We're like, okay, I'm barned out. I'm tired. Dreadbull <laughs> does nothing. Well, you know, yeah. I, I, I carry the weight of the show. I you record it and edit it and promote it. You know, Dreadbull just sits Oh, you finally got a full-time job and now suddenly you're... <laughs> two! Mr. I got two oh, jobs. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I just, uh, I'm just First ready. time in your life. <laughs> That's right. About time I made a dollar, you know, <laughs> right. without doing something illegal, you know, and, and keeping my clothes on for the most part, which is which is great. Yeah, you so, know, you don't make what you used to there. So no, no, you know, I, I used to get a lot more money to keep them on, put them back on, <laughs> put them like, back on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. When I was dancing for chipping whales, you know, back in the day. So, oh, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we should just kind of get things going. We're going to do our fantastic intro. And then, um, oh, fantastic. Yes, Is that fantastic. What we're calling it now? Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Say what you want. Yeah. I, th I think we've had some people who, who said, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic, that's, that's an amazing intro. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, but it's awesome. And uh, then, then we'll get the ball rolling. How's that? Sounds good. All right. Here we go. Sure. Sure. All right, I'm Susanna Kapustashi, director of Night of the Zodiac, and uh, thank you for listening to Heavy Metal Horror. Yeah. I am Montag, Master of Illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, and this is not Chop Top, so I don't have a pithy little line to put in here. So it's you're just going to and you got to stutter my way through it. <laughs> you're just going to pith your pants. <laughs> and you are watching and listening to Heavy Metal, metal Horror. <laughs> well, kiddies, we're uh, a little light in the co-host arena tonight, but that's okay. I, as usual, will carry the load of the show. Dreadbull's here for the good looks, you know. Hey, but tonight we got a great show. Uh, we got Richard Clark and Joe Katie from Among These Asses. Richard and Joe, welcome to Heavy Metal Horror, man. What's up, man? Thanks Thank for, you having, for us. having us. Our pleasure. This is going to be exciting. Now, uh, you know, JP was on a few months back and we had a good time uh, with us. And that's how, you know, Richard, uh, you know, you and I connected on Instagram uh through that and because uh you had seen the uh, episode with jp and uh thought hey this is fun we want to come on so we we love that um you enjoyed what we do and and wanted to be a part of that so we're, we're glad to have you on yeah thank you so much i appreciate you having us man it, it means the world like seriously anyone that's gonna help us out and, and make us feel like rock stars we love it so thank <laughs> all you all right well i mean we we're grateful that anyone wants to come on our show and spend some time <laughs> with us. you know i mean and seriously it's like for us there's no like there's no uh like judginess as far as like level we're not like looking at you any differently than anyone else who comes on our show and i think it's why everyone has a good time i mean we 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 just like have fun you know and we like we'd like to just uh you know have fun with our guests and we have a lot of good questions for you we have some good games we want to play don't worry dread bull we're not doing concert banter karaoke tonight oh god i was worried about that all day so thank <laughs> god okay it's a brand new game we're doing it's awesome uh, but it's maybe, maybe they want to play you never know <laughs> i mean we'll have to see how things go you know but um 
it's a new game where we I play a little little clip, uh, usually a rant from Paul Stanley or Bruce Dickinson, and you have to do your best imitation of that and do that rant. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I know, right? And who doesn't want to be Bruce? But he already oh. said we're not doing it. So right. just, yeah, don't worry. I know. Rest tonight, easy. Tonight, Carl, Carl Joe can Sanders. do all. Right. Yeah. No Carl Sanders bowed out of that one. Yeah, so. he, he just. I, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes our, our guests. I, mean, I can understand. You don't want to throw anyone under the bus. You don't want to do anything because you might be working with these people one day. But uh, you know, I get it. I, I I totally get it. But it's just it's a new game. We're we're we'll get it working. All right. So I guess we'll just start with a nice background question. So uh, you know, when did you guys first get into music? Go ahead, Joe. Get <laughs> get into music. I, I was kind of born into it. Honestly, my 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 whole family. That's that's kind of you know just kind of guided me from the uh, classic rock thing slowly into the the metal side uh you know i've I got a lot of old metal albums from one of my mom's boyfriends at the time and it just kind of uh kind of grew from there um until i decided i wanted to play guitar and, and, and ended up screwing up my whole life and here i am <laughs> <laughs> there you go i like that well they always say have something to fall back on so there you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> playing that guitar. was excellent excellent how about you richard i remember distinctly and i love this question thank you uh i it was the black album in 93 i think my uncle showed it to me and that's what got me hooked on metal and after that i just started to really like guitar and uh the album that made me want to play guitar though was ozzy live and loud and just listening to zach wilde uh, play those those songs that's what I was because I, I had actually started playing and I quit uh, when I was 12 and I heard that album when I was 16 and that was what uh, I was that's what got me hooked and it was just a, a passion thing and uh, ever since just have kept kept with it so and it, wheels yeah, yeah, well, yeah exactly. It. All the squeals. I mean, he certainly has a unique sound. I mean, you know when it's Zach Wild playing. Yeah. Yeah. Every bit is identifiable as, you know, Randy Rhodes or, you know, it, it's just identifiable with that era of Ozzy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I'm a, I'm the minority. I'm my favorite Ozzy album is No More Tears. So um. that album rules. <laughs> That's my favorite Ozzy album, too. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's a great album. It yeah, is. really yeah. is. Got some great songs on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's a newer, you know, most, uh, well, we usually have some, we we usually have, we have a lot of uh, wily veteran uh, musicians on <laughs> the show. So, you know, usually it's Sabbath and you know, all the old, the old, old classics. So that's interesting that you're, Oh, that yeah. you're I kind mean, of what, what really these are young whippersnappers yeah yeah like who are these kids who are these kids i'm gonna have to start shaving next week <laughs> the black album cool but then, no yeah. that's awesome man that it's something that recent we're not used mm-hmm. to that yeah yeah that's cool we're like i back in 19 aught <laughs> 12 you know yeah um no no this is, that's great and that's great that no matter what era you grow up in, when when metal pulls you, whatever whatever you know, if you're hearing Black Sabbath, you know from the first album, or whether you're hearing No More Tears or the Black album, it it, it just pulls you. No matter what era you are in, there's something in about this music that attracts its fans. So yeah, I, it it, it, that's that's the next thing I would like to ask you guys is what about metal attracts you to that genre? Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, for me, it was always it was a way to escape, uh, and and um, it was also something that just it spoke to me for some reason. I don't know. I, I grew up uh, 
I, I grew up pretty young. I mean, I, I started, uh, you know, paying a mortgage at that damn near 15 years old. So, um, you know, as I kind of grew up, I was, I was kind of thrown into the deep end. A lot of times metal just helped me kind of escape from everything. It was, it was there to get me through it. It stopped me from being a serial killer. Honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was able to listen to it, listen to the lyrics and, and not have to go out and, and, and be that guy, uh, putting people in, in, in the ground behind the house in 55 gallon drums and acid. I mean, what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those you know, are hard. Those are hard to get. You know, those fifty-five gallon drums. I know, man. They're so expensive now. Right, <laughs> and it's so strange because metal always is is the stigma of the exact opposite. It's what creates serial killers. Yeah. It makes people want to kill themselves or whatever. And it's it, it it's so off base, you know. And the reality is so different. And everybody we talk to, you know, it's. It's it's strange how things get stigmatized and mm-hmm. and because the imagery it, that comes with it they yep. package these images it's true. It sells they, you know it sells rebellion it sells you know witchcraft or whatever but mm-hmm. yeah it's event it's like metal is like a pressure valve release you know you get all that anger and frustration out and you work it out like it's no different than like going to work out in a gym or something like that and then you just feel better it's like you know exactly exactly mm-hmm. so. yeah some kids in school do sports and some kids do metal right yeah so, right. i was not right. a sports person at all. you need that outlet <laughs> yeah. you know in, in yeah. those years especially yeah we we played a lot of mar uh Dribble and i both played uh football in high school but it was you know the paper you know those little paper yep, triangles yep. yeah flicking the little triangles <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was awesome we did That's so we got our aggression we were amazing kickers uh-huh. we kick at 20 feet um <laughs> I, i'd like to talk a little bit about your musical heroes uh, obviously you guys have been in this band for a long time you've been playing some amazing uh, shows and and stages all around the world so who are some of your musical heroes and and which of your heroes have met have you met and and, and what was that like, you know, meeting some of these heroes? Go ahead, Rich. Go first this time. I went, so James Hatfield is number one for me. And it's been like, I don't know, I would say lately it's been like reinvigorated too. Like I really realized how talented he was. Uh, just as mainly as a songwriter. I, my, my heroes are songwriters. Uh, I really like Blackie Lawless. I would say he's another one as well i i like i love wasp and again same thing for songwriting and uh i, I hope i don't get i don't want to get canceled for this but i'm gonna say it anyway john schaefer from my earth is a huge uh <laughs> hero of mine and you know that's just all with the music and everything right and we, we can separate playing. the artist from the art yes you yeah, know, yeah. it's 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 okay. I mean, we're not here to judge anyone's political beliefs or anything like that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I have to agree. I mean, I, I love all those bands too. They're strong songwriting, you know, Wasp has, a, and they both have definable sounds like the very unique to them. Like, you know, when it's iced earth, you know, when it's Wasp, even though they kind of gone through transitions. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So I, man, I could go on and on with that. But those will be my three for today. <laughs> all right, Joe um you know we're very similar rich and i uh, that's why we've been kind of bouncing in and out of bands together for years uh but uh john schaefer is af- actually one of my biggest influences of guitar playing um his his right hand and his uh songwriting was a big uh, uh influence on the way i write and the way i play um james hetfield as well um you know my first experience live music was watching uh, uh metallica live with guns and roses in uh 92 I believe it was, uh, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that was my, my, the door, the, the floodgates opened with that and seeing 
Hatfield Live was just like, I mean, still to this day is burned into my head and, and I have so much respect for him. I did get to meet him once. Uh, I, I work uh, as a tour manager and uh, guitar tech for Battlecross. Um, and when we did the Orion Fest here in Michigan, um, uh, James and uh, Rob came over just to kind of, you know, see how we were doing, make sure everything's going well, and then had the audacity to ask if they can introduce us. Like, <laughs> like you don't have to Fuck ask. No, me. James. <laughs> Come on. Don't you have enough gigs to do? Jeez. Hogging the stage. <laughs> right. It was actually kind of funny. The guys came over to, to warn me. Hey, don't, don't yell at people coming on stage. Cause there's going to be people coming on stage. <laughs> Cause that was usually my, my gig, you know, don't get the hell away from my stage unless you're the band. Uh, but yeah, so I got to meet him just and that just reiterated the fact. Cause I mean, he was so down to earth and just laid back. He was interested in what, Battlecross was at the time and uh took interest in, in the lowly guitar tech me you know which was great um so and then uh for the bass side i mean uh, steve harris i haven't met mm-hmm. anybody in iron maiden and uh, i don't think i would be able to talk if i did i would lock right up <laughs> i know uh, that yes. feeling <laughs> yeah. We, yeah we got to <laughs> yeah yeah i yes i've met maiden a couple times we both got to meet bruce um and uh the, the first time i met him i, I the band i was like dumbstruck i'm like ah, 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 you know i, I totally get it um you know but the second time i was a lot more relaxed and comfortable i wasn't because that was the first time for me we met him in cleveland when he was mm-hmm. doing his solo stuff oh for and bruce but for bruce and after that was when adrian joined him and his solo oh, nice. stuff nice. And, uh, Ac- yeah accident of birth. Play, played a small gig here in cleveland and we got to go and meet him after the show mm-hmm. and uh yeah i had ended up he had a water bottle that he threw at a dude behind me, but it hit me. So I kept it as a little memento. And uh, yeah, he was, he was pissed at a dude doing something behind me. And uh, yeah, so I got that and I, I, I had something to say to him and get it, get him to sign it for me, my bottle. But it was just like, just ter- complete babble came out of my mouth. Yeah. You know, I could, yeah. could not. He was just speak. like, bah! and they yeah. were a little afraid of him. He's like, hey, hey. Right. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's medications. My special in. needs friend here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's classic. And then those solo albums are and, and badass. When it came to meeting I those guys, those. like, we toured with them. We did uh, oh, somewhere around 38 or 40 dates with Warren. I think it took me about maybe uh at least eight or nine dates for me to actually go up and start talking to them <laughs> and, yeah. uh, from there you know it's it's just weird to be able to look at my phone and have uh like the, the drummer of one of my favorite bands in there and i could give them a call or a text anytime which is crazy it's crazy you know yeah oh <laughs> right. it's wild right. yeah no i i get it yeah uh yet me you know the main thing with maiden if you ever do get to meet them they are so just down to earth and just yeah. barely they're so super nice um everyone was nice and gracious with their time um you know yannick gers is just really super cool and you know everyone it's just so low-key you know uh yeah and it's and it's the same thing with with bruce when we when we finally did see him i got to ask him like the question that was burning in my mind like what the fuck happened to Maiden after Seven Sun? <laughs> you know, Seven Sun was like the pinnacle of their power. And then they come out with like these two really kind of comparatively shitty albums. And I'm like, man, what happened? And he finally told us, he's like, well, there were some people in the band who wanted to go more of a classic rock sound. He didn't name names. He goes, mm-hmm. but I could tell it was a sinking ship and I needed to leave. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. that's cool. I mean, got it right from the horse's mouth, right. you know? But um, so yeah, that, that's, that's cool but you always it's always weird meeting your heroes because you know if it doesn't turn out right man that that really right. just stays with you you know yep 
So it makes you not want to listen to it as much anymore. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, hell, uh, uh, Lexi from Children of Bodom, I watched him take our album. Uh, I, I gave it to him and he walked on the bus. I saw him just drop it right in the garbage can and walk into the back. Which was oh, awesome. man. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> that just sucks, man. That's rough. Yeah. You know what? I, I actually harassed him about it when we, when we met him years later. And uh, he's just like, man, I got so many. And I had to stop him because uh, I used to be in the middleman between Battlecross and the audience, I used to get the records. And I was like, dude, I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it. But if at, at the time when I was, you know, barely 20 years old and, and finally given them a, an album we worked on. <laughs> yeah. What's well, your hopes and yeah. dreams? Like, you know, listen to it. Yep. At least he could have like taken on the bus and then thrown it away at the next stop. You know, yeah. it's, you know, it could have been nice. I'm going to throw it away. No, I get it. Yeah. So you'll have to go back into a couple episodes uh, we've done before and hear my Gene Simmons story. That's, that's, oh, man. that's classic. That's, a good that's, one. that's why I don't like Gene Simmons anymore, but uh-huh. uh, I got my revenge. That's all I'm going to say. I got my revenge. <laughs> So if that cunt ever comes on, he's going to remember me. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk about touring. I mean, you guys are a touring band. So do you prefer smaller intimate venues or larger arenas? You know, like, like from a fan's point of view, being so close to a band is really fantastic. Um, so what's it like from the band's point of view? Um, you know, um, I, I... In my experience, um, I, I, I tend to dig this, the smaller club gigs, um, you know, uh, so before all these bands, I was doing bands where we were just doing small clubs, small clubs, and then I, I jumped on doing the other side, working for the band and doing, that's when I kind of made it into the bigger areas, um, and uh, I'm the type of person who wants to hang out with the guys who came up to see us, you know, if you're paying anything to come see the band, I want to be able to come out there and shake your hand. I mean, that's just part of my thing. I want to know why, why you came out to see us and, and I want to hear the stories and, and all that. And I think you can do that more in a club setting. Um, you know, I've done, uh, I've done Bogota and that was the rock star thing where people are pounding on the side of the friggin' uh, van and everything as you're rolling in and stuff like that. And that just scares the shit out of you. <laughs> what do you do with it? I'm like, all right, as an introvert, oh, that's a lynch too, mob. They're good. They're haters. Right. right as, as introvert yeah. as I am, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm out. This is enough for me. <laughs> you know? And then, then you, then you kind of like that dividing line of the guardrail and backstage, you know, because you're like, Man, I don't get chewed up when I walk out there, which ended up happening because me and uh, the guitar player decided we need to go, we're going to check how see how merch was doing and see if our sound guys are right after we were done playing our set. And we were trying to sneak around the backside of the, uh, of the uh, arena. And uh, one person saw, and the next thing, you know, we were just mobbed <laughs> and just, which was cool, but it, mm-hmm. it was still, it's one of those things, you know, freaks you out. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Especially in another country, you're not speaking the language. And <laughs> so, but I, I'll take playing to a small club any day. How about you, Richard? Nice. I am not a touring musician. I hope we get to that point at some day, uh, you know, but I, I'm happy to play in, in front of anybody. Honestly. I mean, like it, that's, that makes me very happy. You know, I really enjoy playing music for people and uh, just to see people's reaction to music in general. Um, it's, it's very gratifying. Excellent. One of the cool things about this project is I wanted to put together a, a band for Richard to be able to actually experience that that live metal 
feeling because you know i've been working with richard i've known him for she's 20 years now or something like yep, that 20 years <laughs> and uh you know we were always just at that point of finally being able to go and, and play shows and do something and then either a member would leave or something crazy would happen so when this project kind of came together the album came out and he's like hey i really want to try to get this going live i was like fuck yes finally we can get him up there and do it so it's it's kind of like a it's a proud proud pappy moment when you see him jump up on stage <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice actually live it out <laughs> Yo, yeah, music's talk- great. Oh, oh go yeah, ahead I was sorry, go ahead. music's great but it's it's playing live there's nothing there's nothing like it at all yeah. you know nothing compares recording records is great having hearing your song but it's playing it live there's just there's just nothing like it yeah i'd rather play than record any day richard i think's probably 50 50 <laughs> <laughs> i like both man i mean it's just you know if people, if my music resonates with somebody in, in any way, you know, I mean, like that, that is just the most gratifying thing to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, uh, let's talk about among these ashes a little bit and how, how this project came together. How, how did JP join you guys? And, uh, uh, by the way, great, great band name. I love the names. Among, it's, <laughs> Thanks. It's awesome. <laughs> so whoever came up with that, good job. <clears throat> But yeah, could you talk a little bit more about uh, about how this came together and what kind of what your intentions are, what you were looking to uh, you know achieve with the with the music, you know, musically? Yeah, sure. Uh, and that's a really good question. So I mean, like, I've been working on on metal songs for a long time, and then when I I, I would say COVID is probably the reason why this happened, just because uh, having the time to actually work on it. I had uh, other musical projects. I did a southern rock thing for a little while. And I kept putting this metal thing on the back burner just because, I, I mean, like, let's be honest, it's it's a lot more complex musically and it's a lot more work to do. So I kept putting it on the back burner and I finished the last Southern Rock thing and I was like, okay, I need to actually get serious about it. And then COVID hit and uh, I'm like, okay, I got a little bit of time now. Let me work on this. And, uh, you know, Joe and I, we, we talk all the time and I was like, I would like to find a singer I, I i sing but i don't really sing like jp does or you know like a lot of a lot of what i envisioned having sung on my albums or having my music sang like and i actually talked to him i'm like man i, I really like matt barlow how much do you think that would be and he's like <laughs> he's like a lot <laughs> he's oh, yeah. like, jp's at home right now you should talk to him so uh he put me in touch with jp and uh jp listened to the songs and he liked them a lot and everything and uh you know we just we worked on them and i and uh brought him in and he just i mean man that just talk about a guy who like you know i i had a vision for what i thought it would sound like but just the way he the life he brought to those the the way he made them just turn into just complete metal songs is unbelievable so um and and, you know i i i have a lot of music in me and i really want to continue to write and that's and and play and uh, i think that we're all on board to continue to do that so that that's the vision for for what we want to do and what we want to keep doing with it and and move it forward so and i think he's on board with that and that's what you're going to see from us and we got stuff in the pipeline right now so great yeah jp is a lot of a lot of great vocals on this album a lot of uh, variation a lot of real good emotion that he brought to the 
you know, to the vocals. Uh, fantastic album. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And, yeah, let's and, and I love the I love the comment about the name too because I, you know, can I swear? Is that okay? Absolutely. No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we <laughs> encourage it. It's encouraged. We, we've gotten shit online about our name being like this hardcore name, and I'm like, fuck you. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a it's a it's a band name, okay? And you right. have an opinion about what the band name is, then whatever. Right. So, I mean, but, it, I think it's, it's great. It's no Backstreet Boys, but you know, it does define. <laughs> it gives you a, a, a heavier edge. <laughs> See, I'm, on the, I'm the outlier there because i remember uh for the early 2000s when the uh the three band name explosion happened uh and it, every three uh three word band name was just the shittiest boring metalcore you could ever hear so <laughs> my rule was always it's got to be one or fucking two words and that's it and here i am in a three word band <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's that's fantastic um so, yeah uh yeah i was gonna ask a little bit about the album itself dominion enthroned uh Obviously, a concept album, kind of post-apocalyptic, which is cool. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love it. Uh, and it's funny. I had on my notes. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of like a uh, Iced Earth, like sort of the um, the Something Wicked saga. I, I got those yeah. vibes a lot listening to that album. So, and you had mentioned Iced Earth is is a big influence in Schaefer. So, uh, I would say that's obviously a, a, an influence for you when you made this album. Yeah, I love that album, and I love the songwriting uh, on too. the entire album, but I mean, like, specifically that trilogy as well, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, like, the, the songwriting for me is, it, it has to embody, uh, I mean, it has to be just absolutely, I have to love it, I mm -hmm. have to personally love it, you know, and uh, it has to combine aggression with melody and just has to be the best that I can possibly come up with at the time, you know, and yeah, that, that was a, a great influence, um, that album. And as, as well as, I mean, like so many different things come into my influences when I write and it's not just all metal as well, you mm -hmm. know, but yeah. yeah so like his, oh. his, his background with his acoustic stuff, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of storytelling in this in acoustic songwriting and stuff. And I think he's able to really, um, make that translate in the metal side really well which uh, i i have a hard time getting behind a lot of concept records i'm usually checking out about you know four or five songs in but i remember uh with this hearing it from start to finish and reading all the lyrics and kind of going yeah. through it and being like oh shit hearing it in the demo stage is like man this is gonna be really really fucking good and then actually seeing the final product with the art and the way jp delivered the vocals and everything like that it was just it, you could tell he was able to to, to kind of kind of leverage that side of of songwriting and make it happen i mean uh this is definitely it's again i'm excited to be a part of it but i'm more excited that richard's be able to get his his metal voice out there you know because it's been a long time coming yeah that album's the whole package man i mean right from the beginning mm -hmm. that intro that that musical intro is so good yeah i love the guitars there it's there's a such a cool vibe it, it pulls you right in, in. set live so <laughs> nice yeah i love that thank you so, so how, much uh, yeah how about the story itself what's i mean you know this sort of uh it's like a a bio a bio weapon got detonated and sort of society falls apart at, at that point could you talk a little more about the story and maybe what 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 fed into that story and yeah, let me so let me start by saying like I had originally envisioned this album as like a zombie apocalypse album, okay. uh, because like when I was writing some of the songs, it was and, and it got put on the back burner. 
uh, I was really into Walking Dead. And then uh, I started to decide that like zombie apocalypse is just way too cliche. So then COVID hit and I'm like, well, let me see if I can change the arc of this story into more of that. So it's more of this, uh, like the, the theme of the album is like the, the, the viral aspect of it, you know, and, and the doomsday and the apocalypse is just kind of more in the background. It's more about uh, how I perceive big government just kind of dividing people and that sort of thing and uh, how we can come together and, and defeat that and, and make a better world for ourselves. So this is kind of like a, I guess I would say an, an image of, of all that and like told through the eyes of a, a character um, from the beginning to the end. Uh, so, so that's really what it is in, in short words. Okay. Yeah. It felt like as I was kind of going through the lyrics and stuff, you're kind of like, you know, plucking at strings of current events and kind of extrapolating those out or kind of, you know, uh, almost a cautionary tale of what could happen. You know, we've seen yep. a little, uh, the we, edges of it, it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it, it's exactly. not a far reach to think that things could go the, almost, the, you know, could go the way of, uh, you describe in the album, you know, exactly. And I, I mean, like, I'm very purposeful and like, I don't want to divide people or anything like that, you know? And I think that, uh, at the end of the day, the message in that album is that we are stronger together, you know, and, and through unity, no matter what differences we have. So that, that was the message that I wanted to, to tell on that. That's a good message. Awesome. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we are, we are in a very divided, you know, climate politically, all, all kinds of, all kinds of ways. And uh, that's, that's what happens. Uh, you know, that's what, that's what makes us fall, you know, um, and, yeah, it's uh, most definitely a message we need to hear a lot more of. You know? yeah. Right, the common ground that we can that we can agree on, rather than you know how how extreme our our different views can be. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah and we have to be able to talk to each other too. You know, like I, if I don't, if you don't agree with me, I'm not going to take offense to that. That's okay. You know, and and, and likewise. So we can't, we, but we shouldn't get violent violent with each other over those differences. Yeah, it feels like we're losing the ability to just disagree peacefully and respectfully. You know, it's like mm -hmm. if you if you don't agree with me, you're you're a piece of shit. You're you're wrong. You're an idiot. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's just yeah. I think social media has had a lot to do Huge. with that. People get very For brave sure. behind their keyboard, and they could, yeah. you know, they just they just treat each other like shit. You know, it's social horrible. Um, is the fucking virus. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. much. And. It, it yeah just, anybody that's watched social dilemma that documentary that was an eye-opener i don't know if any yeah. either one of you guys watched that but yeah, it was I, uh I <laughs> that was frightening <laughs> you know because it's all true the, the the power that social media has over entire societies so yeah mark i was just gonna say the same thing it's social media it mm -hmm. is really what causes that so yeah if it was just us talking like we're talking now or if we're face to face i think we would be completely different in our in our opinions yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it, um, meeting face-to-face, -face. although people have seemed to have gotten pretty brave to, in confrontational, um, but, you know, we just lost all civil discourse and, and common courtesy, you know, respect. Those are things that we just seem to be be losing, but it, it's still core value. But I think this kind of discussion and, and, and intercourse is the way and discourse to, to, to talk, um, you know, to deal with things and, and the most troublesome kind of things. This is this is the way to, to get past our differences and and find out 
but you know, our government doesn't seem to be wanting to work together, you know. Um, yeah, they're not exactly political... setting a good example. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's all about let's, what can we get for our party and let's let's party victory rather than, hey, you're working yes. for us, all of you fuckers. Yep. And yep. and there's a lot of us out here who feel like you're not really taking us into consideration, you know, and uh, that's 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 where the, the problem, you know, some of yeah. the problems come again. So. So, and that's like right 100%. a long time ago and that was the media machine knows what to do it knows how to feed the poison to you you know mm-hmm. and it's it's totally i mean that was almost uh prophetic the way he he delivered that <laughs> yeah i hope i answered your question correctly like that that was i mean we we discussed it and everything and that was pretty mm-hmm. much what i was going for on the album thematic wise and story wise so yeah yeah well, i, I kind of had that impression and you just confirmed it so that's mm-hmm. that's cool yeah yeah all right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I heard a quote. I, I think oh, sure. it, it was attributed to Mike Tyson, but I don't know if it really was him. But whatever the quote was like, he said, uh, you know, people have gotten way too used to disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for yes. it. <laughs> so if that was Tyson, yes. that is words of wisdom. That's brilliant. Yep. Right. And that's completely right. Yeah, <laughs> like he'd be said, the one that would, the keyboard. Yeah, he'd be the one. That would be awesome. He'd, uh-huh. just, he'd just show up. At, hey, you're being disrespectful. Pop. That dude has turned into a very wise dude, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. You hear him talk. Years. It's like it's just shocking because yeah. you, you don't expect you don't expect him to be it, so savvy. Yeah, and then he did knock out a dude on a plane that was drunk saw and, that. and being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I know. Bitch slapped him. Who the fuck is stupid enough to go into that to, to do anything to Mike Tyson? That dude's legitimately terrifying. He is. I would just want to talk to him. Be like, oh fuck, Mike Tyson. This is awesome. Just to hang out and talk with him like dude you were like the i'd love to talk to that guy yeah Yeah, just talk about whatever Um, he's so interesting you know right right i'm not gonna gonna take a chance on having him fucking break my face with his face you know (laughs) i'm not gonna piss him off (laughs) no man there's just some things you just don't do man i think that's how he got away with it you know it was the clip you know the the tsa probably pulled him off and they saw the guy didn't have a broken face and like well he fucking he definitely held back yeah he took it easy (laughs) Mm mm-hmm just enough to kind of quiet him down yep. for, the, for the good of the plane. You know? Can you imagine that right. guy after that plane ride, though? Dude, I got knocked out by Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah, he probably wore that as a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what he was asshole. looking for. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer the conversation back into, into music. It. Yeah, no, this is good. It's all, <laughs> you know, we don't know where our show's going to go. This is all part of the fun. We just love taking the journey, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the one thing you, you guys both really love about being in a band? Dude, it's a brotherhood for me. You know, I've met uh, people uh, through bands that are closer to me than, than the majority of my family. You know, I've got my family I can count on maybe one hand. And my, my band family, I can, you know, I've got so many people at you know, if I don't even talk to for a, a year or so, there was times where Richard and I didn't talk for six you know, months or so, you know, but it's just like, as soon as we come back together, it's just one cohesive unit. That's what I love about it, you know, and then being able to go down and, and, and sit in a room and create something that uh, is unique is, is, is definitely something. I would say like, I, these guys amaze me every time we get together with, the level of passion they put into the like music that I've written and not even that just like getting ready for a show there's a lot of stuff that goes into a show you know and uh just the energy that they put into it and the passion that they have for it uh I mean it's just like completely unmatched and 
you know, I, I haven't seen that in many areas of my life, not just I'm music that just so that to me is, is probably the, I, I would agree with Joe. It's the brotherhood aspect of it. Nice. Yeah. The band, a band relationship is, is really quite unique. You know, it is very special and because of that intimacy, I think that's why sometimes when bands like when things go wrong, it can oh, go yeah. very wrong, you know, cause those, oh, yeah. those, the love, the passion is deep and the hurts can go deep, you know? It's like a marriage, you know, I mean, that, yep. that's a cliche, but it's so true, you know, uh, JP um, and I were in a band previously and it, it fell apart and not in small part due to myself and JP, uh, button heads. Uh, mm. but you know, it, it's because of, of, of that passion of, of, and what you're doing. And it becomes so intimate at that point. And you've got to be in the right mindset, which I wasn't back then. And neither was JP. Um, and he spent, God, it was like, two, three years, you know, apologizing <laughs> about what happened in that project. It was, it was crazy. Like when he finally came around and realized that, you know, what, what I was saying was going to happen as shit kind of got more uh, involved, it happened in other bands with him and he started learning and he's like, man, I never understood. I'm so sorry. And it's like, dude, now you don't apologize for nothing, you know, just, you know, just your family, you know, shit happens, shit happens. And and when it came time to find a project, uh, had a band, Crimson Shadows, uh, they lost their, their vocalist couldn't do a tour. And I was able to get JP to come in and do it within, without knowing the band at all, in about a week's notice and jump on tour and knock out this band. And then now he's close with those guys and they're part of the whole brother. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. That's great. Richard, how about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, just more of what i was saying earlier oh okay uh, yeah just the the brotherhood aspect you answered that already Monte. oh sorry i'm sorry he's not as long-winded <laughs> as me yeah my senior <laughs> moment kicked in hold on or your edibles one of the two <laughs> <laughs> no i'd be really loopy i try i try to not be high when we uh when we do our interview shows because the other shows i don't care but you know i'd like to try to be sharp anyway uh, okay. later you're like oh, i forgot to press record i know <laughs> yeah, oh, man. yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I do worry about that sometimes you get those time slips like what the fuck time <laughs> how, how do they know i'm not talking you know? <laughs> yeah, how long has it, it been this quiet oh yeah, that's that's great um last question about like you know fame and, and music so who's who's your bucket list celebrity to meet do you have one i mean it doesn't have to be in music like do you have a bucket list or like no matter what genre of entertainment like yeah i would really like to meet this person clint eastwood jeez nice. that'd be awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be great that's another guy with the would, would be uh there'd be a lot of wisdom there coming mm -hmm. from him you know you'd learn a lot talking to that guy yeah bar, bar none clint eastwood nice. <laughs> nice yeah yeah he's one of my favorite actors right? yeah. yeah i i love the uh the sergio leone the westerns uh the, the trilogy and just you know he's just no matter what he's done it's just uh, it's great you know yeah. got some great cast lines grit, man. just straight up grit yeah yeah oh yeah yeah no matter how old he is too he's still got a tough yep. grit, gritty mm -hmm. toughness to him yeah he, he's another one you you he'd probably just be able to punch you and knock you out yes. yeah, you know? right. <laughs> i may be 90 years old but i can still <laughs> knock your ass knock on your ass candy ass Punk. you know yeah exactly <laughs> all right uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about some hypothetical situations here um all right you are on a desert island what five bands discographies do you want with you 
So your desert island bands. Five bands. Five bands. You got to pick five. That's the only ones you get. All right, Richard, you go. Since I since I asked you twice for the last one, <laughs> I'll just ask you once this time, and I'll remember that you said that answer. I so I want to hear what you guys say too, though. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, could do that. Definitely. Sure. Um, yeah, we usually don't get asked by our guests to give answers. That's this is pretty great. Oh, yeah. My mind's my mind's racing. Yeah, now. hold on. I'm, Let me. Write I'm not ready for this. <laughs> Iced Earth for sure. Um, I've been like really, really into Behemoth lately, and I really like a lot of their their stuff. So I'm gonna say Behemoth. Um, hold on. Can I look at my vinyls real quick? Yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, shit. Rainbow. Oh, oh nice. good one. How many am I, am I up to? Five. Yeah, you got two left. That, that, yeah. was, that was three. Oh, I, so I, I love Blackberry Smoke, one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah, those are good. That's a good band. Southern rock genre. Did I say Wasp already? No. No, no, that's five. Excellent. We'll go with Wasp. Okay. <laughs> Fandango, how about you, Joe? I, I, feel, I feel confident in those. I might, if I had to answer again, I might change one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough it's to hard. down to five. It's man. hard to give five, man. I get it. I get it. Right, right. I mean, for me, I already, you know, I have thought about that, honestly. And mm -hmm. I've always told people uh, the first three uh, Cradle of Filth releases are on my Desert Island soundtrack. You know, Vampire, fucking uh, Cruelty, and, and Dusk, phenomenal records. You know, it's like Black Metal Iron Maiden. Uh, so uh, Cradle of Filth would be one of them. Uh, Guar would be number two. Uh, Metallica, Ice Earth, and then um, probably Sabotage would be my other one. Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, I love sabotage. Dreadball's a huge sabotage fan. Sabotage, sabotage fan, yeah, yeah. Never change my. We keep <laughs> on going. <laughs> we keep on going back and forth with uh, with uh, the guitarist sabotage. Uh, he keeps on. Uh, I won't yeah, we're names. trying to get him on. He keeps on saying he wants to be on, and then I say, "Well, we got these dates open." I don't hear from him again. Then I like <laughs> talk to him again. I go, "Hey, you still want to be on?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to be on." I'm like, well, here are the dates, and like nothing. So, I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're we're Which trying. One is it? Right, right. I Chris love Caffrey? Him. sit down and meet Chris Caffrey. Yeah, Caffrey, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, Caffrey. I really want to. I want to have him on because Dreadbull will cry. You know, Caffrey is like his favorite person. I, I in the probably world, so cry. I, I can't wait to see that. I want to see that. Nice. <laughs> nice. That would be one of those I just turn into a bumbling idiot. You know, yeah. just, just babbling, sit here yeah. and drool. I'm gonna zoom in <laughs> for our for the show. It's just gonna be a zoom in of his face <laughs> as he's sitting there. <laughs> Let whoever, awesome. yeah, yeah, that's gonna be great. Well, awesome. uh, uh, dread, I you know, I probably can, uh, can I give you guys my bones, but a... there might be some secret ashes stuff they may have to do with sabotage. Coming oh, up. There you go. What I was gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> nice. Wow. That is, that's a nice little nugget there. That that's is, that is. We got three weeks, so we got a big buffer between the shows. So if it happens <laughs> in the next three weeks, you're safe. Nice, yeah. Nice. Well, remind Mr. Caffrey, hey. Montag, yeah. um, <laughs> gentle, gentle nudge, yeah, on that one. Um, no, that's that's awesome. Uh, well, Dreadpool, do you want to do your five? Sure, and I was thinking instead of Desert Island, we should change this to like a zombie apocalypse. There you go, yeah, you're you got to go right, to the to bunker, more, yes, the compound, a little more <laughs> metal, right. yeah, a little more, more metal. Okay, you got it. So, me, yeah, man, okay, I got to put sabotage in there now that you mentioned it. That would probably would have made it anyway. Uh, huge Dream Theater fan. Absolutely nice. love Dream Theater, so I got to take their discography. Um, Maiden has got to be part of it. That's my that's my first love in metal was Maiden. Uh, after that, 
I love Nightwish. Oh, I like a lot uh, of the European, uh, some of the European sort of goth metal stuff. I love Nightwish. Yes. Uh, boy. No matter what I say here, I'm going to wish I would have said something mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. probably. So there's so yeah, many. Five is tough, man. It is. Uh, trying to get a cross section. Um, God, I don't know. I want to look at, I want to look at my collection now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll say. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, take no. something. Some class. Man, I, I, I'm going to go with. Yeah, I could say Metallica. I'll go with Megadeth instead. I feel like I go back to Megadeth more often than Metallica. Nice. Uh, you know, revisit some of the older stuff. So I'll go mm-hmm. Megadeth in there too. All right. Solid. Uh, for my five, uh, definitely Maiden. Um, Rush is my favorite band. Oh, uh, Rush. Damn it. Damn. Damn it. How dare you forget Rush? <laughs> you bastard. They're um, like Dream Theater Light. So I've got Dream Theater, you know, <laughs> slightly Dream heavier version of Rush. Dream Theater Light. Oh, man. Um, well, so we got, see music. Yeah, we got those two. I, I'm going to also say uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. Oh, dude. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Old stuff. Um, That's a good one. And then uh, Black Crows. Okay. Because yeah. I just Ooh. love Black Crows. And then Steely Dan. Nice. Because you, you know, okay. Steely, because sometimes you got to have a nice, calm yep. vibe. A little more you know? eclectic uh, oh, choice. Yeah. yeah you know, I. Yeah, I, nice. I, I, I so that pre- represents a lot of different styles musically. I mean, I grew mm-hmm. up listening to CCR. You know, my dad was a huge fan, so I grew Same. up, you know, travel and band. Yeah, you're dead too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like CCR is one of those classic American rock bands that is just going to be around forever. At least in my book, I'm going to listen to it until I die. So, you know, yeah, I got to represent all those things. But I mean, I'm missing out on the other great bands like you know king diamond or merciful fate yes. and slayer i mean there's just so right. much out there oh yeah bring in it's just impossible to do with five. <laughs> I, i'd probably die before the apocalypse trying to figure out what i'm taking with me you know? yeah, yeah the zombies yeah. would get to you while right. you're looking through no, your what I, one more one more box set <laughs> ah! it's funny actually the ccr thing like when we were touring uh uh the guys knew when i was extra tired because i was usually the night driver because that's usually when ccr came on it went full blast while everybody was sleeping and my head's hanging out the window just fucking screaming ccr stuff so <laughs> nice yeah yeah oh yeah that band does have an energy to, to it you know i could see yeah. it like, undeniable keeping you rolling you know yeah. and there's a brand new documentary coming out and it has a a, a concert from 1970 i think prince albert hall Oh, that we thought was lost and it's been found it's been remastered and it's being re-released um yeah they were interviewing um uh, um john fogarty about it and uh talking about the breakup of the band and all these things so like i'm really looking forward to checking Dude, that out oh yeah yeah um, i mean his voice is so definable you know it's one yes. of those voices that stands out like it yep. just defines that band you know the whole band the whole sound of that yes. band is yeah is one and one of a kind mm-hmm yeah so all right we're gonna we're gonna transition because i know richard you're you're a horror fan as well we, we were chomping at the bitch we were wanting yes. to talk a little bit about horror fans so <laughs> um so I'll, I'll ask both you guys like what are some of your favorite horror movies uh absolutely number one for me is well shit i shouldn't say that it's like tied <laughs> for me uh the top thing. five horror bands that you listen Ooh, to horror, horror movies to watch in the zombie apocalypse <laughs> The, the thing with Kurt Russell in it, uh, mm-hmm. but I also really, really love the original Dawn of the Dead from the 70s. I think that yeah. movie is just awesome. 
I mean, it's horror, but it's also fun. They're just like running around this mall, grabbing a bunch and of social shit, commentary. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot nice. of social commentary too. Right at his fingertips. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Can that be, so can that be one, two tied for one? So technically I have four. You can do as many as you want. There's no number on this one. Uh, well, I, I have to shut up eventually. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we got time. Uh, you got time. <laughs> let's see what else. Uh, the fog. I love the fog. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Amityville from the oh, 70s, the nice. original one. Yeah. I think that's a good one, that too. That movie scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read the book. It was like, fuck, this Jody the pig. I'm like, holy fuck, yeah. you know? You used yeah. to scare me about that damn pig or <laughs> something about red eyes. Like, when yeah, we were young, they would stare at we through the window, right? Yeah, yeah. You're always oh, red eyes outside the window. It scared the shit out of me. Dreadful and I have known each other for about 45 years. So, we, when they were little kids, little tiny yeah. metalheads, we were single digits when we, when we, <laughs> when our dads, uh, where our dads worked together. So they became yeah. golfing buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we met. Is only, uh, uh, like a Bobby, a, block and a half walk from the revolution uh venue in, in amityville so oh cool it's, it's is it like excursion. a uh, museum or anything is hell it... no the people hate when people come out in front of it they actually got rid of the windows and everything uh, oh, they, like, the whole look of it. that's a definable so, look those windows man that's how absolutely. you know <laughs> oh man i mean why would you live in a house like that you know how, what's going to happen you know right, right. you're tourists. buying the amityville house it's like yep. my, my fucking base motel you know people are going to swing by yeah, you might as well embrace make it the front porch a museum yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> right make some money from it you know charge a buck to get a picture you know all right i kind of want to hear what you guys like as well on this one too all right well well, joe i'll ask him first joe are you you in a horror at all you know i'm i'm not as big of a horror fan as i am like the sci-fi fantasy side but um alien the first alien that Mm. one gave me nightmares as a kid just from the claustrophobia side of it Mm -hmm. uh you know and i used to when i was a kid it used to scare the shit i mean now i just love the the xenomorph style and hate Mm -hmm. the fact that they've kind of ruined it but uh (laughs) dawn of the dead anything romero uh of course you know i remember seeing dawn of the no i saw day of the dead first i think and it was probably like 88 i think i was about eight years old got it from a a video store and just remember uh it was weird it was like watching a, a horror movie but i took away more from it than i did from like just the normal action movies and stuff i watched like there was more things that made me think about it yeah because it's not a, it's a slow movie yeah and it, it, it a opened a lot of things up and that also is why i liked uh those type of zombie movies is that slowness makes yeah. you more afraid of who's around you more mm-hmm. so than the actual mm-hmm. horror that's in front of you and what they can do <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love the romero zombies i'm not crazy yeah. about like the one the zombies that run um the, you know the rage zombies from 28 days later those are the um, only ones i'll give a, a, a buy on is the 28 late days later one just because they're not really zombies and i really like that movie yeah but that's right that was my 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 draw the line <laughs> yeah kind of like world war z it's a it's a virus it's a you know and that all goes back to richard matheson i am legend um yep. i don't know if you've ever read yes. that yep. but uh it's one of the books I, I teach in my english classes um because he started that whole trying to give a scientific explanation for the vampire yeah. and and then it became the basis of night living dead you know romero yep. picked up on that like hey we can do this virus thing too and everything in the last 60 years pretty much 55 years has been virus related you yes. know yep so um and then you know the the original nightmare on elm streets uh the classics you know like those and the uh, friday the 13th you know as a kid you know especially 
in the, in the eighties when I wasn't even in my teens yet seeing those movies without, you know, the parents really knowing. And, you know, it, a, you got to see tits for the first time and yes. second off, you got mm-hmm. to, you know, see people just get cut up and you're like, you know, your whole world just. <laughs> opens up yeah. A lot point. of conflicting emotions. Like, I'm not sure which one I like more. I don't know. Kind of right. That's why these two the worlds, they fit together like <laughs> right. peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> um, another one that's kind of newer that I really liked was quarantine. Um, okay mm-hmm. that was a it was a solid kind of like thriller slash horror type thing nice. i've seen that one um yeah I, I grew i've been watching horror films since i can remember i mean i was like four years old and i watched horror of dracula the christopher lee you know hammer nice. films and that yep. film still scares the shit out of me um you know that and, and the mummy you know when he walks out of the swamp i'm like jesus fuck that just scares me <laughs> yes. uh so i you know grew up with that and all the universal stuff you know the wolfman and frankenstein i just love those movies they feel like a kid every time i watch them um yeah dawn of the dead is like the holy of holies for me you know that is one of my favorite movies i saw it when i was like 16 at a midnight showing and i'm like oh it just changed my world i'm like oh my god this this movie's awesome so i immediately started working on a sequel my own sequel to dawn you know i was starting to write the novel which was shit <laughs> by the way uh, <laughs> you know obviously but um yeah that i love you know alien the, the, the first one is like a haunted house in space mm-hmm. and you know i love a lot of uh foreign horror you know, there's so many good movies, um, you know, not just the J-horror, the Korean horror. Um, there's a lot of great stuff coming out of the UK. I thought The Ritual was fun. I love um, the uh, the Descent, I thought was really great. Um, oh, man. Yeah. 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 Um, I used to watch that with my grandma. She loved that movie. She's like, <laughs> now she was telling the girls, she's like, don't go in that cave, you know. Um Yes, yeah, she loved Chucky, my grandma. We used to, I could not yes. watch. I could I could she couldn't be scared. I'd bring her like the evil dead. And she's just loving it, you know, and her neighbors <laughs> like, "Watch out, Miss Justice, someone's going to get the head cut off." Um, you know, and she's just sitting there watching it and like blood and guts everywhere and they're just laughing, you know. And she loved child's play. She's like, "Well, that Chucky, he's got real pretty eyes, but he gets awful mean." Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah grandma, he he does. Um, but you know, I I I just I'd love I love science fiction as well. Classic mm-hmm. sci-fi, you know, the day yes. the earth stood still is one of my favorite, you know, and the thing for another world. I love the thing too. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, I, I don't like like the torture porn. I don't yeah, really get that. There's that just, either. there's just nothing to it in there for me. Um, and I, I just don't, most of the American remakes of the foreign horror are, are not good except the left, the right one. And I thought that remake was actually really decent, but uh, you know, I'm willing to look at anything. I just, so this season for Halloween, um, Mrs. Montag and I, for all the October, month of October, we will watch a horror movie every night. So this year's theme is world horror. So um, we're starting off with Dog Soldiers. Nice. So a, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's nice. a great one. Have you I guys like seen movie. You guys seen I Dog Soldiers? I not uh, that I remember. I, I... I don't yeah. think I have. Yeah, give it a, give it a try. A it's, it is. It's really good. Yeah, Dog Soldiers. Um, yeah, and I like when horror movies can can blend horror and comedy. Yes. Uh, well, not all of them can do it successfully, but when <laughs> when you can find ones that do, that that's just something special. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what I was going to say when you were talking about the Universal monsters. You know, as a kid, one of my favorite movies ever was was uh, uh, Monster Squad. You know, because it was a yeah. with the classic monsters. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and they, they look they look amazing. Um, Dude, when they I remember the being sad at the end, you know, the Frankenstein's <laughs> being pulled into the portal. I'm like, I'm yep. sad. I'm like, no, oh, no, yep. you know, <laughs> yeah. Monster Squad is great. It's every monster kid's fantasy, you know. One of my stage shirts is actually the red uh, Stephen King rules, like crappy 80s shirt that uh, the kid used to wear in that one. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so what, of all the all the horror movies you guys have seen, hey, uh, I didn't do my. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, I skipped you because you're not. You're not a, a horror bitch. fan. You're not. I horror. am kind of a horror light fan. I would say. Yeah, and horror guys, light. And actually, you guys mentioned a, a number of them, but yeah, the thing. I yeah. thought the scene where they're all strapped to the table and that guy kind of turned into like a dinosaur head kind of, and they're all screaming, trying to get away was absolutely horrifying, man. Just being trapped like that. And this damn monster is forming right <laughs> next to you on the bench. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the alien, alien, you know, the claustrophobia of that and it, just being trapped in there with it, like Bishop crawling through that little, that little duct, you know, but uh, a couple though, for me in Amityville, but uh, the shining, Really scared oh, yeah. the hell out of me too. Yep. The little creepy little sisters, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, not a movie, but the Twilight Zone always scared the hell out of me. You know, something about the music of that. There was always a weird vibe to that show, and every time that came on, it was a that was a creepy ass show. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Uh, those are pretty gentle, but when you're a kid and susceptible, yep. I mean, yeah, I was, yeah, really young. And yeah, thank me, my parents didn't really watch that much, but it would, you know, it would come on if you stayed up late. And mm-hmm. it was creepy, creepy nice. stuff. Now I know what they get you for Christmas: the box set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can the... give you a, oh, a little glimpse into our next album. Is going to have a brief concept about uh, sci-fi, otherworldly horror towards the end. Oh, nice. nice. Man, this is getting better and better. I know. It's like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I love that. I like fantastic. these little cheeses. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the scariest horror movie that you, you've you ever seen in your life? And the one that actually got me to emotionally react was probably The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Because <laughs> I saw it when I was young. And uh, they had that two o'clock burning thing going on. And I used to wake up thinking that was actually happening to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It, stuff gets in your mind. How about you, Joe? Scariest movie. You know, it's, it's not a very scary movie if you watch it now, but as a kid, um, it was, uh, it's an eighties B movie called invaders from Mars. I believe it was. Oh yeah. It was the, um, it was the remake. Yeah. yeah with Ray yeah, Newman. Yeah. 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 And, and my uncle's, farm had that exact looking back area where that 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 ship was so and i used to have to sleep out in a tent in that yard oh and so after seeing that movie and then being out in that tent that still gives me nightmares to this day and then with the teachers and then the the, the weird brain looking alien guys and yeah it was that was one that stuck mm-hmm. with me now i watch it and i'm like no oh, what the hell was i afraid of now <laughs> but, sure. no i get it but if I go now, it's it's when I watch things like The Walking Dead and things like that because I'm more scared of the motherfucking people around me than I am the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. People can be more evil than any monster could be. Monster has no reason; that's their job. I mean, right, right. <laughs> yeah, we started seeing that turn in horror in the early '60s, like with movies like Psycho, and yes. it was the, not yep. became the monster from within, not not the monster mm-hmm. from without. You know, yeah. I think the scare my scariest movie still is The Exorcist. Yep. You know, I was about 12 when I saw that. Um, and that was just a TV version. And growing up in a very religious fundamentalist household, thinking, uh, this is a doorway, this is a gateway for Satan's going to possess you tonight. <laughs> I for like slept on, you know, with the lights on and the radio going for like a week. I was just scared shitless. Um, <laughs> and that's the only movie that I will not watch alone at night. It's like, nope, if I'm going to watch it, it's going to be like, eight in the morning so i had plenty of time to like decompress <laughs> and plenty of time to watch spongebob to make the bad thoughts go away <laughs> you know so um all right just a last uh, couple of questions about horror this is now we got halloween coming up next month so uh what is your favorite halloween costume that you remember as a kid hmm i had this gnarly ass 
red skull mask that I got when I was like in fifth grade and it had like a skullet thing going on and everything that that's probably the most memorable one to me. For me, I think it would be, uh, I, my mom used to do elaborate costumes when we were, when I was in elementary school, when she used to be able to be around for it. Um, and she, uh, one year put, uh, did me up like the mummy completely, you know, wrapped up <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was pretty elaborate to the point where, um, we didn't think about how I was going to be able to take a piss. Uh, so that was uh, 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 the yellowing is just aging. The, you know, that was, right? It was an issue because about halfway through the day at school, I realized I couldn't take a leak. Oh wow! Because <laughs> it's so small, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, that's friendship <laughs> right there. <laughs> Alibi, real quick. Yeah. So um, my own. I told my mom one time that I wanted to be the Wicked Witch of the West, and she actually got me all dolled up like that when I was a kid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was last year. No, oh, excellent, excellent. Year. excellent. Yeah, that is one movie that I just do not, I will not watch, man. That Wizard of Oz, which is freaking yeah, out. That's actually too. a scary movie. Yeah, those damn monkeys, and yeah. you know, there's just something odd about the way it looks. And I hate fucking Dorothy. She's so whiny, just a whiny bitch. Just shut the <laughs> fuck up, man. Oh, I can't get home. Shut fuck up. You know, you're with the fucking munchkins. They're gonna take care of you. You know, just shut up. Trust in the munchkins. That's right. Right. Uh, right. You know, get the lollipop guilds. So just shut up. Um. All right. Last last question about Halloween. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Go ahead, Joe. I need to think about this. Yeah, you know, it was it was honestly it was when you get to the house and they were giving away full candy bars. It wasn't really one or no. It's when they gave you the full ones. It was like fuck yes. I need to go home and change my costume and come back to this house. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. I got ten shirts. I can come back and get ten candy bars. Damn right. You know, oh, that's I awesome. A, a late teenager, almost eighteen. I would definitely do that. <laughs> nice. You got yeah, to cash man. in, man. Free candy. You bring out that that pillowcase yep. you know your, your candy bag gets bigger and bigger every year because you can carry more aren't you a little <laughs> tall to be trick-or-treating oh, that's part of my costume i'm on stilts yeah <laughs> yeah oh that's nice all right richard your favorite halloween candy definitely reese's all right cups or pieces absolutely yes <laughs> okay there we go yeah 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 oh that's awesome um Okay, we're going to do some one-offs. These could be questions about anything. All right. Can you remember the very first album you bought? Shit. Shit, I can't. Can you remember, Joe? Um, fuck. I think I stole Skid Row, uh, Slave to the Grind from Harmony House as my first record that I would that became my own. Good theft. <laughs> That's a good quality That's... theft. Yeah. <laughs> That might be the best question I've ever had, like yeah, in, that's, in that's an interview. One. That's a, that's an awesome question. Like, I, think so. I, I think, and like Joe's is way better than mine, but I think mine is Bush Sixteen Stone. All right, okay. yeah, they were they yeah. were really yeah they remember mm-hmm. remember I hit the scene. Um, yeah, okay. Well, who are some of your favorite writers or or your favorite books? If that's easier to answer. Uh, you know, uh, for me, and I don't I don't know. I think I might have seen it on Dred's. Uh, uh, bookshelf back there but uh uh i was really a big fan of like margaret weiss and hickman dragonlance stuff 
Oh, yeah. Um, it looks like you have them up there in the mm-hmm. corner. I yeah, Dreadbolt. Yeah. <laughs> there they are. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we spent a lot of years playing D&D back in the day. Yeah, we did. That's yes. how we learned so much about being brave. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how to how to not uh, uh, crit fail or <laughs> yeah, and how to not get women. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We learned everything Still we know good. about that. That's right. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't have both. No, uh, so not in high school. Were, those were always a good one for me. Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings, of course, uh, as a kid. Um, you know, and also as a kid, I, I loved Robin Hood books. You know, I can't remember the there was one called Outlaws of Sherwood. I don't remember. We probably got it from like some scholastic book club thing or whatever. I can't remember the author, but I still oh, those were great it. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I still read that from time to time. And then it went off the deep end, and I started reading true true crime stories and stuff like that, and reading up on serial killers and scaring my teachers and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Richard? Um, favorite book I would say Anthem by Ann Rand. Mm. I like that a lot. Wow, that's heady stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I hardly ever read ever read anymore, but uh, I like a lot of military biographies. So I read um, Chris Kyle's book, and then uh, what's the other guy's name from Lone Survivor? I can't think oh, of right, Mark, right. Yeah. Mark, Mark Luttrell. Um, both those books were really good. So yeah, and those like, and the, nice. the movie versions yeah. are good. They're 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 heartbreaking, you know. Yeah. I mean, you just Big really want to just thank these guys for their service and yes. you know, everything that they that they uh that they do for us and, and keep us safe, you know. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh what is or who is your favorite cartoon character? <laughs> Hartman. Cartman, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. There you go. Uh, on the spot, I would say uh, I would say Brock Samson from Venture Brothers. Oh wow! Okay, nice. All right. Yes. What one song do you wish you'd written and recorded instead of the group who did? Oh fuck! Man, you go first again. Fuck. <laughs> um, Is this another way of asking which song could you do better? <laughs> No, because I don't. That's the problem. It's like I don't do covers because of that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I agree, hundred percent. That's that's I know. Take I mean, a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna go with "Blackened" by Metallica. Mm. I love great that song. tune. That's mm-hmm. a great mm-hmm. tune. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Hollaby by name. Oh yeah. Oh nice. You mm-hmm. know, that, it's just you know, to this day, no matter how many times I've heard it at the end of, if I don't hear it at the end of an Iron Maiden set um i know the world's ending okay <laughs> yeah they pretty much they pretty much play it it's like one of their favorite songs to play too yeah um, and i can i know. can rope it back in with my desert island too cradle filth does a really fucking good cover and i usually hate iron maiden covers so <laughs> yeah they, they got a couple albums of uh maiden cover albums yep. which are which are i like hearing people's takes on it i think that uh, was on my my top five of uh of uh we did uh song covers by different right names. right yeah we i did think that our, was on my list doppelganger cover yeah, yeah. So that, that was a great idea. Negatives, uh, Black Sabbath is fucking phenomenal. Nice. <laughs> I, I like, uh, who was it? Anthrax does cover of Black Sa- yes. uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Yep. I think with Bruce Tickets. So does Bru- yeah, Bruce. Well, yeah. yeah, it's it's Bruce. It's not Anthrax, though. Is it's, it? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, forget the name. Typo of the negative? No. Uh, no. Uh, no. I forget the name of the band, but yeah, that's okay. a great cover. Anthrax does, they do a couple of Kiss songs. They do, uh, they do, um, oh, fuck. I can hear it. I'm just playing it through my mind. Um, <laughs> Parasite. They okay. they do a cover of Parasite yep. live. Yeah. Right? So when back in the John Bush days, when I yep. saw them, 
uh, the World Series of Metal. Like they, it was like Anthrax and Cannibal Corpse and the Misfits were like the three headliners. And that was like that's a fucking amazing show. Run. Yeah, that's yeah awesome. that was great. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and then Dream Theater, the overachievers do entire albums. They just yeah, do the right? whole that's, damn yeah. album. <laughs> Let's do all of Number of the Beast all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon. Let's do the whole thing. Why not? Yeah. If we're, yeah. We, oh, we get, we're in, we're here in here for two nights. Let's learn an album today and play it yeah, tomorrow. Play it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. We're 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 trying to work on Dream Theater. We're trying to get them on here too. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It'd be nice. Um, okay. Do you have any hobbies like outside of music? Like something um, you know, a hobby that you uh, enjoy doing with your time? Uh, so I uh, I train dogs and I bird hunt. That's oh, my cool. other thing that I do. My other oh, nice. very expensive hobby. <laughs> nice. So you're out in the boonies. He like said, you've huh? trained dogs yes. to like hunt birds. You know, you're looking at yep. like I have German I have short hairs dogs. and things like that. I have I have two uh, box red labs, and uh, I train them to bird hunt. And uh, you know, this fall 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 is our is our time together. And I mean, nice. I I spend a lot of time with my dogs and everything like that, and we treat them like they're like they're children. Yeah, for the most part, <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Mark's got I mean, a or, triple. Sorry, he has a he has a fer, fer, ferocious, ferocious dog, ferocious twelve pound Yorkie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't hunt. Well, he likes to chase birds, but he never catches them. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. Those really legs, those little legs, can't get him that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he those feels Yorkies, good chasing them. Those Yorkies chase my eighty pound labs around the yard. <laughs> yeah, they think they're way <laughs> yes, bigger than they are. are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> well, the labs act you know they have no clue i don't know what the deal is but you know my dogs just those small dogs will chase them around like they're that's funny yeah you know 12 foot tall and they run away from them like they are too that's survival it's all about it's attitude kind of like being in prison and you're the small guy you just got to be more angry and go after them you know uh-huh. <laughs> yep <laughs> not that i've been in prison <laughs> you've read you've read not, yeah, not yet no, serial had... killing has gone unnoticed so yes exactly <laughs> right right Again, we got three weeks before this comes out maybe that's the end of the investment. yeah we'll see we'll see um so how about you joe any hobbies that we know that we are aware of? Uh, i have two two fucking many um i mean my main ones outside of this uh i do um i have a whole uh a guitar building luthery wood shop downstairs oh, so nice stars um, oh wow i actually got to finish richard's guitar before tomorrow i just fucking are you building the solid body are you building acoustics <laughs> um uh, i mainly build a uh, uh, uh solid bodies at the moment but i do uh, have done a couple acoustics oh nice um, so that's the other that's a very expensive um you know hobby it's actually how i lived for when i was touring when i was touring was part of guitar teching and then when i was on off tech time or off the road i was repairing guitars and stuff like that um it's catch 22 if you do any kind of guitar repairs you become so damn busy with guitar repairs you can't build and uh so i decided to cut out the customer side of it other than my my close customers that i wanted to keep and so i could build more and then i jumped into two fucking bands and i have no time <laughs> so <laughs> and uh, i follow a couple of luthiers on instagram and i just i'm i say i can just watch their videos for hours just watch yeah. them make guitars it's like oh my god some of them do like completely by hand yep you know some of them yep. do machinery a combination of both yep. um no that's that's awesome that's that's really yeah cool. that is great yeah, yeah. it's right, amazing by the way like absolutely fantastic and and like i'm i'm very particular and detail oriented he does a fantastic job on his work 
Well, if I am ever in a mood or, or a market for a guitar, I have an old Flying V that I bought that I'm going to be have, have completely like stripped down and new new fretboard and frets and all the all the electronics needs to be rewired. I'm getting it repainted. Um, but uh, it was an old Antares Flying okay. V yeah. I got for like in 19 uh, I want to say 1989. Yeah. Um, something like that. 1990 for I got a guitar and a distortion pedal and a strap for 125 bucks. I'm like, yep. oh, hey, I'll take that. I think those <laughs> so. were Matsumuko, which is, uh, he's, he's a luthier out of Japan. Um, he used to do those. He used to do uh, Araya Pros. He used to do Westone. A lot of those band or a lot of those kind of offshoot Vs and, and cool guitars from the yeah. 80s. They were all done by him. <laughs> oh, it's nice. It's got some nice, nice. It's not just a straight V. There's some nice, uh, some carving and, and nice, uh, you know, lines. Oh, nice. Are, oh, nice, Richard. Very cool. some beauties there. Did you so, make any of those, yeah. Joe? No, no. no. Do you I want to talk the real bass quick I play about... and ashes I made, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Take us on a tour here. Yeah, please. Yes. Oh, sure. Well, so I just was showing this one specifically because the headstock was completely broke off and he fixed the whole thing. I mean, like, just broke off and i got a good deal on it and uh you know joe repaired the whole thing and i have been playing this thing non-stop so oh nice and then yeah i guess just real quick to her i like les paul's we're <laughs> mm-hmm. heavy my solar, yeah. So. there we go yeah wow just let me just do quick on the amps real quick <laughs> excellent not only are those on the ashes cool. record those amps cool. are on the uh, finality record coming out too oh nice <laughs> richard did all the reamps for me for the record so <laughs> fantastic i don't have any i only have one good amp story i had an old vox buckingham um <laughs> it was a solid state but it was a spring reverb at a head mm-hmm. and cabinet and i ended up selling it to a beatles tribute band um, oh, nice. to to the paul to the guy the paul mccartney because <laughs> he comes up to me I didn't know who these guys were because we just met over the phone. And he's like, introduce me. And he's in his English accent. Oh, I'm the Paul, you know. I'm like, <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Uh, it was a gorgeous amp. I, I regret selling it now, but, you know, I needed the money. Um, but when I bought it, it was covered in gray shag carpeting, both the head and the cab. Because the guy who owned it was a carpet maker, you know, or layer carpet. You know, he's a carpenter. So I'm like, I want it. But it was, it was used to be played by... Uh, was Earl Scruggs, Lester Fat and Earl Scruggs, you know the the, the bluegrass yep, yep. guys. It was it was like one of his amps, hmm. uh, and I played it, and he said the clean sound is great. So I plug it in, clean sound. I'm like, oh, oh lord, this is beautiful. It's kind of like it just it was just beautiful sounding. So I'm like, okay, I, I'll I'll take that. And it was loud, and it was all I needed, you know. But uh, that's the only amp I swear I got. So Paul McCartney somewhere has my old Vox Buckingham. Hopefully he got the gray shed carpet off of it. <laughs> I used to call it Cousinette. You yes. Know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we got a game called Blast Beats, and this is where I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go back and forth. Usually, we ask one person. I'm gonna ask you a quick question. Or, you know, just a simple multiple choice. You give the answer as soon as you can, back and forth. So I'm gonna go back and forth between you. That way, we're gonna divvy it up. We'll start with you, Joe. Joe, hot dog or hamburger? Hot dogs. Richard, favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Joe, paperback or Kindle? Oh, uh, paperback. Richard, PC or Apple? PC. Joe, favorite streaming service? Uh, right now, it'd have to be uh, fucking, uh, I don't even know. Disney Plus, we'll go with that. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, Richard, favorite ice cream flavor? Moose tracks. Ooh, moose knuckles. Joe, dog or cat? <laughs> cat, as you saw him jumping around here earlier. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I was like, nice, excellent. Um, 
Uh, Richard, Marvel or DC? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Marvel. I'm going with Marvel. I honestly don't know. I don't pay that much attention. Okay. Uh, Joe, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star, uh, Star Wars. Richard, Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> Bigfoot. Fuck yeah. Joe, Dracula <laughs> or Frankenstein? Dracula for sure. Richard, how do you like your steak cooked? Rare. Joe, favorite sport? Professional wrestling. Richard, favorite movie snack? Chips. All right, Joe, favorite subject in school? Uh, sciences. Richard, least favorite subject in school? Math. Everybody says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe, everybody, every musician's yeah. worst subject is math. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Joe, favorite board game? Uh, there was an old game called Axis and Allies. It would take forever. To yes, play. I I love that game. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. if you have it on the PC, I have you know if you have a, a computer, you could just play it so much faster. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yes, as a, it's just so much better. Yes, Axis and Allies is great. The mm-hmm. Milton Bradley strategy series, yep. Game Master series. Okay, Richard Spielberg or Tarantino? Tarantino. Protection. Right, Joe, favorite Christmas gift? <laughs> uh, my guitar. All right, Richard, your celebrity crush. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Don't Joe, care if it's a male. <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, nothing wrong with a man crush. A little man uh, crush, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe, the best concert you've ever attended? Metallica Guns N' Roses in 92. And Richard, your favorite scene from This Is Spinal Tap, or your favorite line from This Is Spinal Tap? Oh, crap. I only watched that one time, and it was years ago. I have to go with the cliche this goes to 11 all right <laughs> hey, it works you know yeah okay good good uh all right this game gentlemen is called the hot seat i'm gonna name a band and you're gonna tell me your favorite album from that band yeah. all right yeah. richard we're gonna start with you black sabbath headless cross all right joe judas priest uh painkiller all right richard mm-hmm. scorpions oh man i don't even know any other albums Shit. That's why it's called JP. the hot seat. That's right. JP. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's okay if you don't with, know. It's okay, man. Yeah, all the right. one with Hurricane I'm going to go with because that was about the era when I would like all their music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joe, Overkill. Overkill is going to be uh, WFO. Nice. All right. Richard Queensryche. Uh, what the hell is the name of that damn album? The concept one. Operation Mind Crime. Yes. Mind Crime. Yeah. Yes. Joe, Iced Earth. Uh, something Wicked. Nice. Ah, Dark uh, Saga. Shit. Horror <laughs> Saga. Oh! Horror Show. Uh, He's yeah, got an answer, too. Yeah, yeah. It's all, that's good. Oh, those are both great. <laughs> um, Richard, Motley Crue. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know any of theirs, either. Hot seat. <laughs> hot seat. Hot seat. Again. Feeling hot now. Uh, no problem, man. It's all right. Joe, Motorhead. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, fuck, I don't know if it's the album or not. Bomber? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Carcass, Richard. Uh, what was the one they came out before the last one? That Surgical Steel? Yes, that album. Yeah. That's fucking great. It's like 30 years have passed. No time yeah. has passed. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Joe, Dio. Uh, that one is going to have to be... Uh, it had to be Holy Diver. All right, Richard Van Halen. Magica. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their first album. That's great. Inhaling one. Inhaling right. one. Joe, Metal Church. 
Metal Church, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that one of their albums? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it has to be. Uh, I can't <laughs> remember the, the name. Third I one. think it's the, the first one, self-titled, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I think that's the one yeah, I would go with. Great album. Yeah. Okay, Richard, the Beatles. I hate the Beatles. <laughs> All right. You and Dreadbull. Yeah. Same Finally. here. Kindred Finally spirit. Another. All right. Uh, no None. There. It's okay. over the Beatles any day. Nice. Joe, Halloween. Halloween, that's a good one. Um, I mean, obviously a keeper. You know, the, the mm-hmm. both those are great, but yeah. fucking better than Ross. Phenomenal. It album. really is. <laughs> it's a great album. Yeah. I think that tops keeper. Dude, it's, it's a classic push, of an album, but push yes. is seriously one of the best heavy metal songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Richard Brush. Don't know any rush either. I'm oh. sorry, I suck ass at this. Man, Richard. I don't know if we're going to have you back. That was like a mic drop right there. (laughs) (laughs) Just air sucked out of the room. What? What? You call yourself a musician? (laughs) Say moving pictures, Richard. There you go. All right. There you go. See, that's why we ended up calling this hot seat because we would do these and it would make people so uncomfortable if they didn't know an album from the band and we're like, we didn't realize this was going to make people so uncomfortable. We're right, gonna, exactly. We're going to call it hot seat because people just squirm. Yeah, like, or they oh, like, oh, I don't like, don't or I don't know it. that band. They don't, yeah, and exactly <laughs> because they're thinking, and that's totally cool with us because, yeah. you know, you like what you like. You don't yep. like it. If you don't, you can't listen to everything. Yeah. Well, we also have a ringer in the band, too. If JP were here, he knows every band. He could tell you every lyric from every band. Like, his, his encyclopedia <laughs> knowledge is just amazing. Yeah, I don't know if we played this with, this with JP. I, know, I, I don't on. know. I, I don't remember. I mean, I can go yeah, back I don't and remember look at it, it either. I don't remember. Uh, okay, so, Joe, uh, we are on to <laughs> Opeth. Opeth, uh, I'm going to go with Still Life. Uh, yeah. Okay, Richard. King Diamond. Richard Sweatin'. No, I love King Diamond. All uh, right. Man, cool and down. I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. with the eye. I love the eye. Oh that's yeah, nice, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, no one said the eye before. That's mm-hmm. all right. Uh okay, Joe, Maiden. Maiden, it's gonna have to be, and this is controversial, X Factor. Ooh, okay. Yeah, well I fucking love that record. Wow. I wow. I, I, I I love the way it sounds. It's got a great yep. engineered sound, but if you listen to our one of our earlier shows, we did a maiden <laughs> bottoms up where we talked about X. We ranked all the maiden. We, albums. we did, yeah. we did. Before we really kind of knew what our format was gonna be, we just like just we just started the show. Like, let's talk about Iron Maiden. Uh, let's rank all the albums, you know. Let's yeah, I'm gonna go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's like episode number two or something. Yeah. Um <laughs> okay uh richard um let's go uh we only got a few more uh testament uh does first strike still deadly no uh yeah yeah first strike yeah. still dead that yeah. was the one that yeah. remade right yeah they remade mm-hmm. some of the old classics yeah yeah they kind of because uh, I, I love that one that's yeah I, that's a great album i, yeah, I really is. like yeah. the remakes yeah there's, there's those songs are classic mm-hmm. um okay joe anthrax Anthrax has got to be uh, a sound of white noise. Oh, it's a great album. Oh, that is a good album. Yeah, it is. I like Stomp 442 as well. Yeah. yeah. That was John Bush era. Those John Bush John, albums are good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I like it. As God, a kid, I, I remember liking H's. the 80s, uh, you know, Belladonna era more mm-hmm. than anything else. But as I kind of kind of grew up and, and got more, just John Bush just had so much attitude and rawness to it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I really wish he would have taken that gig of Metallica. <laughs> oh yeah yeah well he's he's back to his old band and they're they're yep. doing well and yep. I, I tried to reach out and get him on board but that wasn't happening so <laughs> i saw a triple bill one time anthrax megadeth and testament all in one mm, all in one night bill. that was great yeah. that was the belladonna era that was that was a while ago yeah they were also on the uh 
what was it? Uh, Clash the Titans. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Alice in Chains yep. and then Anthrax, mm-hmm. Megadeth, and Slayer. That was mm-hmm. that was a great show. Sure. Uh, okay, well, speaking of Megadeth, Richard, that's yours. Next one, Megadeth. Dystopia. I love that record. Oh, all right. That's a good one. Joe Slayer. Uh, it's gonna have to be Divine Intervention. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, good one. And the last one, Richard Kiss. Oh, Rich, incredible. You just found a new best friend. I really like Richard. <laughs> yeah. He is the man. Yeah. He hates, Dreadbull hates Kiss as well. And, and not anymore, it's just become he's dug his heels in the sand for so long. You know, he, he can't. He it can't was just like to him. make Montag mad at me. But not, you know, I can't go back now. I've That's done right. it for so long. Yeah, he can't. I have a couple bands like that, too. I can't even let yeah. myself like it. Like no, it now. You did admit that Destroyer was a great album cover, though you did that, that was a good al- yeah it's a great it's cover. A good album cover right it mm-hmm. is it's phenomenal it's better than what some of the songs inside i get it i get it <laughs> that's funny because most of the guests are like yeah kiss you know yeah one of their one of their favorite bands of all time mm-hmm. i just have to sit here quietly <laughs> well you know they're <laughs> Thanks, from our era like old, you know some of the some of our stars grew up in that uh you know time and our guests grew up in the 70s and kiss mm-hmm. was all over the place i mean you, yep. you couldn't avoid it yeah. all right we got one last game for both of you this is, this is going to be an interactive game this is called name that festival all right among these ashes is playing a festival with two other artists i'm going to spin the wheel of mystery and we're going to find these other two bands and then i would like you to name the festival that you are all playing at so i'm going to i'm going to share my screen here hold on here let me let me share wow. bring really up the, yeah very, we're very <laughs> fancy here now you guys can collaborate to come yes. to name this okay festival. so here it is are you going oh, to see shit. the wheel all right we're going to spin it <laughs> could oh. be the likes of lady gaga just dude i want to wham yeah it's wham? In there. oh wham yeah it's in there among oh, the ashes oh, and it's, wham? it's among the ashes and uh, uh looks you like too? you too <laughs> okay okay you too is one of the bands all right all right oh, and now you two among these ashes, you two, and who else? Maybe is we coming? should also add who's headliner. We want you. Oh, to oh wham! Wham! There it is. It Make is it wham. big. Nice. All right. So here's the festival. We got among these ashes. Yeah, you know, of course, among these ashes is headlining. Of course. Um, so yeah, fuck Bono. Yeah, we've got you. You two is opening. Then wham. And then among these ashes, what are you going to call this festival, guys? Go ahead, Joe. I, I'm not yeah. crazy. I need to um, think about it. <laughs> Christ. You know, there's the serious side of me, and then there's the goofy side. So I'm just going to go with goofy and goofies yes. because all those bands on one thing, I caught Schizo Fest. Because <laughs> pretty That's much right. everybody's listening to all yeah. those type of bands. You got to be a little bit if off. If you yeah, can find you, the you crossover between all three of yep, these. Right. That's great. <laughs> Among these asses. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, send him oh, that okay. logo. That's, <laughs> that's going to be the next album cover, just a really tight up close anus. That is well, fantastic. Oh, well. I have to oh. send it to you, but we did have our logo made in, made as dicks. nice Uh, it's like the shirt i had when i was in college it had these skeletons in different sexual positions and it said boners in bones bones. yeah i'm like yeah i saw Uh, it like i gotta wear that that's gonna bring all the chicks my way uh no it was a band shirt when i was playing out that's the kind of the stuff i would wear so yeah i get it all right well that's awesome great That, that was great um 
you know, one thing we we like to find out, you know, because we are all fans, obviously, of other artists. Um, so what is your favorite piece of memorabilia that you've gotten from another band or artist? Something that you're like, yeah, I, I, I collect this or I got this. So do you have a favorite piece? Hold on, let me see if I can do it. So can you see that right there? I can see you like standing up and opening a case. Oh, Ice Earth. Uh... Yeah, I got that back when that album came out uh, in like early 2000 from the record store. They had it. And I guess that's probably one of the most memorable pieces I got. I don't usually end up going out and get collector stuff or anything like mm -hmm. that. But that's a great I album. Kept that up. Yeah. Nice. No, I, I love that album too. I love so. Barlow, but man, Ripper did a great job on uh, when he was with them, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah he he uh oh, Joe. On the outside Joe Grunts. Joe Grunts. No, didn't no, like don't, not, not no, didn't like I unfortunately this. got to see them on the first tour with Ripper, Ripper, and he pissed me off because he had his hat over his fucking eyes. He was staring down at a lyric sheet. No pro. Oh, bummer. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Maybe that's why he didn't last in the band. Maybe nah. they uh, weren't uh, were, were thrilled just, with his effort. Uh, uh, Furor Schaefer screwed him over, too. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'd heard something that he just he got fired via email or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of shitty. Yeah. That's real shitty. I mean, I'm sorry. The least you can do is just have a sit down just with a guy a and just say, look, you know? look, it's not working out. I mean, that happens in bands an awful lot of times. Things mm -hmm. this chemistry doesn't work, you know, but I. Oh, that's that's bad. Um, nice. OK, so, Joe, what uh, what is your piece of memorabilia? Get a whole case of shit, but the one thing I do is this uh, Guar book, and the reason why I do it is this is the history oh, of Guar. It's a fucking great book if you get it. It's a nice tabletop book. But the biggest thing is like the guys while we were on tour went around and had them do like the yearbook thing from high school. Nice. Oh, nice! Oh, awesome. that's cool. That <laughs> yeah, is really cool. That's awesome. <clears throat> oh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, Dreadbull, what's your favorite piece of memorabilia? Oh my god! Yeah, maybe the. Uh... Maybe that bottle that Bruce threw at me. Oh yeah. yeah. Although I don't I know if I have that anymore. <laughs> I think that yeah, I think that might have got lost in a move at some point. Unfortunately, but I do have yeah. a signed uh, uh, a signed um, poster, uh, an Anthrax poster, Judge Dredd, that was signed by all the members. Nice. Uh, that's a really cool piece. My cousin gave me that when he oh, was yeah. out when they toured with uh, with Anthrax. My cousin, by the way, is a drummer. He played drums for uh, Ripper in his solo project, oh, okay. Beyond okay. Fear. Yeah, so they got to tour a little bit, and so nice. Yeah, he, we nice. had him on one time. He told a lot of cool mm -hmm. stories and stuff. But yeah, he gave me that poster a long time ago. That was really a, cool. Ripper's such a cool guy. I mean, I didn't really dig the Iron Ma or the Iron Man, the Ice Earth albums he was on, but the dude is is still, you know, when I've met him, he's been a cool guy. He just took our friends in Salvation's End out and did a few runs with them, and nice. you know, just just stand up dude. So mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah, let's get him on the show. You know? mm -hmm. So we can, yeah, it'd be cool. Talk to talk to Eric. Tell him hey, call Ripper. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, Eric, I'll reach, actually, out, reach out to Tim and see if he can get a hold of, of Ripper for you. So that'd be yeah, great. Right. Yeah, please. Cool. They're still pretty good friends. So yeah, that'd be awesome. We'd love that. Yeah, he'd I actually mean, said they had a lot of material for another Beyond Fear album. Actually, kind of worked out, but it just never. R Ripper never kind of you know put in the effort to get get it all. Well, I thought it was more of the studio. Like, like they just couldn't get the money. That was, wasn't being successful. You know, they weren't, you know, getting toured. They weren't just making money because it was the, the music was changing. I thought that. Yeah. Was, he regrets it. He said it was great. He said it was way better than the first album. Uh, was, unfortunately. What, 
2000, late 2000s, 2006. Yeah, that's a pretty good while ago now. In in that time, it was still fucking super pricey to come up with a good record. You know, nowadays Mm. you can pretty much do everything in your house, which is great. But it just means everybody and their brother has a band, an album coming out. (laughs) Yeah, good point. Well, speaking of your album coming out, uh, this is our last question we're going to ask you. Uh, what are your plans for the rest of 2022 and 2023? Like, I know you got new music coming out, so you got a tour or something else. What, what's going on with Among These Ashes? You want me to answer, Joe? Yeah, go ahead. So I, I can talk about this because this is going to air in a couple weeks. And uh, we have an announcement on Monday that we are opening for Raven at the Sanctuary in Detroit. Nice. And I would love it if you guys could come up. I know it's probably a pain in the ass drive, but would love to see you guys there if you guys could come. And when so, is that happening? Monday. It's October. Oh, Monday. Well, the, the announcement's coming out on Monday. Okay, but when's when's the show? In October? Yeah, the, October. The show is uh, October 15th. It's a Saturday. Okay. And it's okay. in Hamtramck, which is just a little bit north of Detroit. Ham sandwich. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see uh, what what's okay. uh, what's going on. I can't guarantee anything, but it'd be nice to see you guys. I'd, I haven't been. Oh, that'd be, that'd be sweet, man. Yeah, I totally understand. That's a, a yeah. long drive, kind yeah. of a big, but you know, definitely wanted to invite you guys. So well, thank you. That's thank you. Be, yes, that's a that's a big deal for us because we've done. I'm going to say we've done one show. Now we had a, another show in there that was just kind of like let's get out and play live and and get used mm-hmm. to it and everything so this mm-hmm. is the second show but we're opening for an international band so i think that's a big yeah. deal raven's oh. big that's big deal yeah. yeah yeah there's a lot of bands i mean a lot of the people that we've we've met on the show um you know like uh, lady beast um you know deb levine um she was just so awesome and she's just in pittsburgh you know just a couple hours away you guys are about three hours away mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of a lot of bands we'd love to go see and uh you know, now hopefully, you know, when the plague kind of uh, dies down a little bit somewhat, but it'd be nice to go to see shows again. I, I just yeah. miss that live music. I just miss that, you know? Yep. I just um, went to a, a festor a couple weeks ago and ended up getting COVID. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. See? Yeah, and great. I, you, know, you, you finally get out and boom. Yep, right. You and know? Then, right. Yeah. yeah. And I've got, you know, a, a compromised immune system and I just like, I've avoided I've avoided yep. uh, getting it, you know, and this is my office too. This is where I work. Everything I work is online. So it's just, it's, it's a pain in the ass not to get to mm-hmm. see people, but at the same time, like, well, okay. It, it's a necessity, unfortunately, right now. Yep. So, but anyway, um, last thing. Did we, you have no, anything else? Did I, I've, Oh, we got the new one. Was oh, yeah, that the, it, Richard? I feel like he had something else to say there. We, we got, oh yeah, uh, we did. So uh, we got some stuff that's going to hopefully come out this winter. Um, I'm tracking for it right now. We're going to have a single that comes out um and then we joe talked about it a little bit i'm not going to say too much but there's going to be a sabotage cover that goes along with that nice and um it's going to be i sit here and wonder what song you're you're covering oh i can't tell you but it's going to be ata style it's going to be very aggressive it's going to be very heavy nice nice this guys you a bit i think but like you know when people tell me it's going to surprise them i'm like oh shit what does that mean (laughs) very good surprise interesting uh, then, okay so we've nice. got the final release of dominion and throne that's going to happen this winter Blown records, uh, we'll, out we'll records and uh we're gonna re-release one of our songs uh veil of black off of that album and we did it with uh kind of made it into a duet so we brought a female singer in uh her name's brooke 
and she plays in a band called Lady Luna, I think it is, right? Lady Luna and the Devil. Yep, Lady right. Luna does. Very nice girl. Uh, she did a great job in it, and that's going to kind of come out to accompany the uh, the vinyl release. Yep. Cool. And as well, far as exciting. shows, you know, we, we don't, we're not going to be doing the headlong into touring thing. Uh, it's just most of us have, have done it, and it's, it's very hard to keep things going that way right now, especially. Um, but that being said, we're looking for opportunities. Um, you know, I was trying to get us on Mad With Power uh, last year, uh, which was just a few weeks ago, a traveler was on it. So I'm going to keep trying to bug them into putting us on there. So if they, uh, if they're listening, we're ready. Um, and any other fest that we can possibly jump on, we definitely want to take part of, um, you know, and kind of do that. If we do any kind of touring, it's going to be like the little mini runs, you know, when they come down sure. hit where you guys are up in Ohio, do Pittsburgh, come back up and, and do mm-hmm. that. I think we're, we're working on something with uh, salvations End for some time in the spring to do a little run like that. So cool. Well, I know Deb, Deb has a, her metal fest every, I want to say July um, in Pittsburgh. So, you know, um, I can make the connection between yeah, the two. I can, I can hook you guys up. Um, yeah. And she's awesome. So uh, we had a great time with her. She's just, just, just so much fun. Um, and that's one thing I like about this show. What I found so amazing is like, you know, getting to meet you guys and like just staying in contact through social media. It's just been crazy when, you know, someone like mark bridey you know from drag yeah. pants are like you know says hey and he gives me some information like don't tell anyone so it's, i can't even <laughs> awesome. tell you dread i promised him secrecy but i got some shit man you're gonna freak out um that man he had mentioned one is fucking awesome too he's one of my yeah we love them guitar yes <laughs> yeah yeah but there's stuff that you don't even know that he's that uh, nice. some of it's been released <laughs> since then but he's like don't i said i won't even tell the guys i won't tell anybody nice so you know it's like yeah, it is crazy. Cool. And, and Justin Biggs from Sorcerer, you know, it will chat. He's like, hey, here's a new song we're working on for the album. I'm like, nice. you know, yeah, it's like, nice. oh, that's it just uh, just blows my mind, you know, that we get to do mm-hmm. this. Uh, one thing we'd like to ask is if you wouldn't mind doing a bumper for us, you know, introduce yourselves. This is Richard Clark. This is Joe Katie of Among These Ashes. And you're watching uh, or listening and watching Heavy Metal Horror or something like that. Watching and listening to Heavy Metal Horror. Would, would that be cool? Would you guys be able to do that for us? Yeah. All right. Well, I will turn it over to you. Yeah. Oh, no. Now it's oh, yeah, yeah, goes so, yeah, we're going to redo to that one. Well, <laughs> Joe, we'll start with Clark. you and then maybe just be up to Joe. Maybe the, uh, the his Internet will be better by the time it comes to him. Why don't you do one? <laughs> or you can. All right. I think you're on now, Richard. OK. This is Rich Clark. <laughs> oh no oh no it is not letting you <laughs> uh-oh that's fantastic um well we're gonna try and see if the third time's a charm all right are you on there richard walk are towards you? the window richard there we go <laughs> put your hand on the tv touch the, t- the antenna <laughs> the aluminum foil on the head this is richard clark <laughs> god damn it are you gonna say joe katie too <laughs> No, no. I think we're doing separate. You want us to do them together? Oh, you can do them both. I don't care. You can do them separate. Which one would you like to do? You want to do them together? Like Richard Clark and Joe Katie? If that's what you were yeah. planning, Richard, then we just thought it was your connection. I thought you were, yeah, I thought we were just like the broke off the connects every time. I think he's waiting on you. Joe, all right. To, to follow him. So, okay. Let's try it that way. To all, right, take all right. Let's try it. This is Richard Clark. And Joe Katie. Of Among These Asses. And you are listening to Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Perfect. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we're going to do our commercial and we're going to get out of here. 
Um, but before we do that, we just want to thank you guys again for being on the show. Uh, it has been great to get to know you and and uh, learn a lot about you and exciting uh, news about about what's happening for you guys. And thanks for spending the time with us. We really appreciate it. Dude, yeah. Thanks for having us, man. So grateful for having guys like you out here to join us. And yeah, yeah, we hope you had a good time and uh, had, a, had you know some fun with our questions. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we try to come up with things that you're not going to get in a normal kind of interview. You know, um, no, the, the game segment, you know, it's fucking that's awesome. You know, that's the first time I've come across that in an interview. So that's uh, nice, cool. excellent, cool. excellent. Cool. Yeah, that that's good. That's good. All right. Hey, you can find Heavy Metal Horror on UnsaneRadio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe buttons. And we're now on Roku, Hotel Metal Jam. If you know someone who would like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Dreadbull. And you've been watching and listening to Okay, guys, bring up the horns. Heavy. Heavy. Metal. Metal. Horror. This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs> <laughs>